ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Elmore deep left side three and good. From 30 feet, John Elmore. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in to another edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's Wednesday. It is May 8th. Glad you guys are with us. Coming up on the program today, we'll hear from David Kahn, his annual daily, weekly, we don't know what this thing is. We'll be checking in with us. We'll be talking about the West Virginia Power. That's later on in the program. And, of course, as time permits, we'll get your phone calls in with the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste only, 96 calories, the original light beer. So we're going to talk baseball today with David, and we had baseball on earlier. For those of you tuned in to ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, things were looking good for the Pirates, and guess what? No, Rangers, Texas Rangers rally, and they beat the Pirates today 9-6. to Hunter Pence connected for a pinch-hit grand slam in the eighth inning, and then, of course, they knocked the go-ahead run in the ninth, and the Texas Rangers beat the Pirates. Back in action tomorrow. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. A couple of basketball and football notes to talk to you about today. Charleston Catholic High School guard Robbie Williams is going to be joining the Marshall men's basketball team. He's going to be a walk-on next season, so interested to see how he does with the team. Williams, he was um, he's pretty good. Class A, All-State, and All-Canal Valley first team last, day, last season. And he can score. I don't know if he's going to be able to put those kind of numbers up with Marshall, but he averaged 25.5 points per game, so he can score. Again, I mean, here's a kid. He's Class A All-State and All-Canal Valley first team. That's a big deal. Class A, AA, single A, triple A, doesn't matter. You get to that point, you can play some basketball. And, of course, I know Dan D'Antoni. He'll get something out of him for sure. Also, Marshall football can claim themselves uh, another good quarterback. Fairland High School All-State passer, and I'm telling you, this is probably one of the better quarterbacks in the state of, of Ohio. Joel Lambiotti, he signed with the Thundering Herd, so Marshall's got another quarterback they can maybe uh, get something out of. Now, here's a kid that got some offers. Miami University was looking at him, Miami of Ohio, just to, to qualify that. Wesleyan, West Virginia Wesleyan was looking at him. Uh, Marriott College, those were among the schools that were offering scholarships, so he decided he wanted to play football for the Thundering Herd. All right, local product, and if he can do well, I think that's going to be great for uh, a very passionate Fairland Dragons fan base. And let me tell you, uh, you'll see a lot of Fairland Dragons green on Saturday if this kid can do well for the Thundering Herd. Now, we're going to get into it a lot later. We'll talk more about hockey and the NBA. We do have action tonight. Boston trying to stave off elimination. They'll be at the Milwaukee Bucks. It's 8 o'clock tonight. Houston and Golden State, the series tied, 10.30 p.m. tonight. I don't know if you're going to be able to stay up late for this one, especially if you stayed up late last night for that double overtime game with the St. Louis Blues. We'll get into all of that. But if you're going to try to stay up tonight, watch hockey. Good luck. Get an energy drink, sugar-free, of course. Don't don't wreck yourself here. Get something sugar-free. Colorado at San Jose, 9 o'clock tonight, and that's going to be a 
I'll tell you, that's going to be a hard-hitting game. I thought last night was fun. This is probably going to be even more enjoyable. So that's coming up tonight, Colorado at San Jose, and uh, we'll get into that game a little bit later on. Also, we'll talk about Game 7 last night for the St. Louis Blues. We'll break all that down a little bit later on. NBA action last night. Again, I'm, I'm just not feeling the NBAs, and I'll tell you why. I mean, here's what you got last night. You got the Raptors beating the 76ers 125-89. to Okay, I'm not feeling that. The Nuggets beat the Trailblazers 124-98. to Not feeling that. And the Raptors, with a 36-point win over the 76ers, their largest playoff win in franchise history. And with the Nuggets also beating the Trailblazers by 26, that's their largest playoff win ever in the conference semifinals or later. So, what does that say to me? I'm not that interested in these series right now. Let's um, let's get moving on here. The average margin of victory, we got people who crunch numbers for you. The average margin of victory of 31 points on Tuesday, second largest in a single day in NBA postseason history, and, and that's a minimum of two games. So not really entertaining, um, unless you're a big Raptors fan and you just don't like the 76ers and you want to see them get blown out. Okay, that game was fun for you, and of course, Let's be honest with you. I'm not really feeling, caring, interested in the Nuggets or the Trailblazers. There's nothing there for me. Not really feeling it. So I had hockey last night, and boy, did I pay for it in the morning. Staying up late trying to keep up with that. I I think I stayed up all the way. I think I remember it happening. I know St. Louis won. I know that much, so I think I was up for that. Double overtime. How exciting is that? You're not getting that kind of excitement in the NBA. I'm sorry. You're just not. They're not playing like their lives are on the line here. I mean, they're playing hard, but they're not playing hockey hard. I'll say that. Now, coming up in about 45 minutes, give or take, and it's going to be on ESPN+, Plus. Marshall Softball at the Conference USA Tournament. Now, this is the first time they will play. They did have a bye, so as the four seed, they get to take on the eight seed, UTSA. UTSA beating Southern Miss earlier in the day. So now they've got the turnaround to take on the Thundering Herd. That's coming up about 6 o'clock, give or take. You can watch that on ESPN Plus if you are so inclined. And hopefully the Thundering Herd can stay a few days at the Conference USA tournament. Unfortunately, uh, we couldn't get a coach on. You know why? She was practicing. I'm telling you right now. I think they are the hardest-working softball team I've seen in a while at Marshall University because every time I put a phone call in, hey, uh, can we get Megan in today? No, that's her practice day. No, they're doing that this time. Either travel or practice. Uh, And maybe that's a good thing because she's not that available. And look, she's the four seed with the Thundering Herd. They could advance in the Conference USA tournament today. I'm okay with that. We'll get her on afterwards. Hopefully we're talking about championship. So when we come back from break, we're going to hear from David Kahn. He's the voice of the West Virginia Power. Now, let me warn you right now, we're going to get into all the fun stuff later on as far as the NBA. We'll get into the NHL as well. We'll break all that down for you. But when we come back, we're going to talk to David Kahn. And I'm going to try my very best. There's tum- this, this, I don't know how to say it. It goes off the rails sometimes. But you know what? It's usually entertaining. You can be the judge of that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the May 8th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Time to welcome to the program. He is the voice of the West Virginia Power, also an avid fan of Game of Thrones. He's David Kahn. We're not talking about the uh, Survivor. I'm just going to say that right now. No. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Uh, so, um, so what'd you think? Um, we got two episodes left. Game of Thrones is uh, is is barreling towards a conclusion, and that show is getting more and more off the rails as as we speak. It's more off the rails oh, than usually we are. <laughs> that's that's very true, Paul. Honestly, it is. Uh, it's a little insane uh, what I think is going to happen, especially with the ending of uh, last week's episode. I won't say anything in case uh, people still have not seen the episode, but if they haven't, then they're living under a rock. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. I mean, last week's last week's episode was a lot of buildup. Um, there was a lot of of things that I kind of expected to happen that did happen, and a lot that I wasn't necessarily expecting to happen that I that I think did happen too. So uh, you know, I'm excited for where it's going to be, and I'm excited for the last few episodes. I mean, this is the end of an era. That's the most non spoiler generic answer you could give without spoiling anything. That they're well done. I, I don't want to. Sp- I don't want to spoil this for anybody. I mean, it, I would feel so bad if somebody spoiled it for me. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to do the same thing. Now I will say, I did see Avengers last night, um, and I was unimpressed. Okay, what? Just what? Yeah. You really want to continue this segment? You want to continue this? Uh, well, here's what I'll say. The ending was awesome. The the ending was great. Okay. I thought overall, Infinity War was better. I guess you don't like character development, then. I guess is that what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the ending was great. The first half felt very dry and very long. And yeah, that was because they were talking. They were using words. You know, you you didn't go to this movie <laughs> to hear words. <laughs> I don't go. Yeah, I don't go to watch Avengers to hear words. I go to, I go to hear watch them kick down doors and beat people and destroy Thanos. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, the, the the ending was great. The ending was fantastic and uh, and one of the one of the arguably the best endings of a superhero movie I've ever seen. Um, but um, you know, the, overall, I, I thought Infinity War was better. Just I just want to put that out there. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'm going to reevaluate this relationship we have next week but we'll we'll carry on since you are booked for this segment um you know what i think it is because you've been on the road so long you're just a little punch drunk right now and the power begin a four game three-day series taking on the augusta green jacket starting tonight first pitch yes, set at 705 and let's go from there yeah so we're uh, we're taking on augusta again we played pretty well against them last time one and two of three and uh, I think the power really just excited to be home. I mean, it's been uh, it was a rough stretch on that road trip, Paul. We uh, lost five in a row. Uh, Greensboro really took it to us in those last four games, and and you got to find a way to regroup. We made some roster moves, though. We made some changes, and hopefully that is kind of the answer that we've been looking for. Because uh, there's there's some things that need to be fixed for sure. With the team being home now, how easy is that to make those adjustments? Fix what's been plaguing this team. Is that easier to do at home than it is on the road? You know, I'm not sure if it's easier to do at home versus being on the road. I think it's more comfortable for these guys to do it at home because they are in their home ballpark. They know this facility better. They they have the tools and the ability to, to kind of, you know, relax and not have to stay in a hotel and 
do later hours than normal and they can come in a little bit later to the ballpark and, and kind of be in their own routine and get back in their groove. So it's more of a comfortable feeling that they have. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's easier to correct the things that they, I think they need to work on the most because really the biggest bugaboo for us was uh, we could not score with runners in scoring position. We hit 174 on the road trip and that was absolutely atrocious. Um, and our offense really just never got going. The most hits we had in any of the seven games, eight. The most runs we scored in any of the seven games was four. Uh, so the offense really kind of quieted down and really, you know, with runners in scoring position, we were almost non-existent. So, uh, you know, that's that's really the long and short of it. And if they can, if they can, you know, be able to come up with clutch hits, then I think we'll be fine. Now, since we talked last week, the uh, Seattle Mariners have uh, made a few roster adjustments. Uh, I'll let you recap it since uh, they are uh, quite a few. Yeah, absolutely. So so Logan Gilbert, first and foremost, uh, went up to Modesto. I think we touched on that last week after it happened. Um, you know, and, and props to Logan. He was too good for this league. That was a, a promotion waiting to happen. Um, we also just got a new guy from the St. Louis Cardinals organization, J.R. Davis, who is an infield outfielder, quasi-player, uh, that I think is going to provide some real juice in the offense. Uh, he's been in low A for a couple of years. He knows this level. He knows this kind of system. Um, and I, I think he's going to be a nice key for us. He's going to bat lead off tonight for us to play at second base. Uh, and then we also just got uh, Davey Florido, who is a starter slash reliever, who's going to be our starter in game two of our doubleheader tomorrow. Uh, we just got him from AAA Tacoma. Who was, he was up there making an emergency appearance, but he pitched two shutout innings against against AAA batters. So he's obviously got good stuff. Uh, Four-pitch guy, really good stinker. Uh, you know, happy to have him in the bullpen, especially because we just lost our closer, Nolan Hoffman, uh, to the injured list. So we're not sure how long he's going to be out. Uh, not sure what the injury is either, but he is uh, getting some getting worked on a little bit, and he's on the injury list. So we're hoping Davey Florido can come in and uh, kind of fix some of the, the the issues and the kinks that are uh, that are uh, plaguing this bullpen at this point. Because the bullpen overall has been solid, but there's been a little a uh, little bit of a drop off. And with Hoffman going to the IL and you lose your closer, that's never uh, never a great sign. How hard or how easy is it really just to get these guys into the groove? I know chemistry is important, but at this level, minor league baseball, you got guys moving all the time. So I'm just always curious, you know, how long does it take to get these guys into the groove, into the system, and uh, part of this team, not just someone you just brought in? You know, it's a funny thing. So I think with J.R. Davis, it's going to take a little bit longer because he's only been a Seattle Mariner for eight days. He got signed on May 1st after getting released by the Cardinals at the end of spring training. So I think it's going to take a little bit longer for him to get involved and get in the chemistry of the team. But uh, I think for a guy like Florido, who's been with some of these guys in Arizona and uh, who's, you know he's been a member of the organization for a few years, uh, I think that it'll be a little bit easier because uh, these guys know each other. They they play in spring training together. Some of them went to Everett together last year in short season. Some of them were in low A ball together last year. So I think that's what made for a really hot start is these guys knew how to play together and they understood each other's tendencies, each other's wherewithal, where they're going to be on the field, you know, the situations they are in and, and who has what strengths and what weaknesses and how they can combat those. So I think that's what made for a really hot start. And I think now with the few different moves that we've had, uh, guys are just starting to kind of shift and find their roles again. And once everybody settles into their designated role and we get a couple of these guys back off the injured list, uh, things are going to really start rolling again. David Kahn's our guest from the West Virginia Power, the Power in Action four-game three-day series against the Augusta Green Jackets. How hard is that to keep getting up for the same opponent? You've been successful against them, but after a while, don't you get tired? I mean, I don't necessarily think so. It's not really concern of, oh, we're playing the same team over and over again, which, by the way, this is the last time we're going to see Augusta all year um, with the way the schedule works. So uh, I don't necessarily think it's, 
a more of a, oh, we have to play Augusta again. It's more of, hey, you know, we need to go beat a team that we've beat before. And, and that gives you a little bit of confidence, especially after a five-game losing streak. You're sitting there going like, man, like, we can't catch a break. And then you're like, oh, hey, we, we beat these guys. Like, we you know, we've done this before. This is this is a, it's, it's more of a, a motivational thing to see the two-and-one record against Augusta and two games that you had really solid pitching performances in that you know that you can kind of handle a team like this who's actually got a lot of talent. David Conn, our guest from the West Virginia Power, of course, now. Now, uh, four-game, three-day series against Augusta. What's all the fun stuff planned? You know, baseball promotions. That's what I want to hear. Oh, absolutely. So tonight we kick it off with a Pets in the Park night tonight. Uh, always, always fun. And then I know one of your favorites, Paul. Thirsty Thursday returns tomorrow. Uh, $2 drafts and 20-ounce uh, cans. So we're, uh, we're, of course, always excited to have Thirsty Thursday. It's also Power to End Stroke Night tomorrow with the American Heart Association. So we'll be spreading the word about uh, and helping out the, the AHA with their uh, yearly promotion of, of uh, Power to End Stroke Night. And then uh, on Friday, we've got post-game fireworks. On Saturday, it's Military Appreciation Night. And we're we're giving away a very stylish red, white, and blue patriotic fanny pack giveaway. Uh, it is tremendous. Uh, I have seen them. You definitely don't want to miss out on getting one of them. I promise you, they're they're fantastic. Uh, and then we also got a pregame uh, pregame concert that day too by Emily Adil, uh, and she's been here before. She's been to the ballpark, and she's going to be performing from 4:30 to 5:30 on Saturday. So we're going to open the gates a half hour early so you can uh, hear that concert. And then on Sunday, you got Kids Sunday Fun Day, and uh, Monday is a Grand Slam School Day at 10:30 in the morning. Uh, before I forget, Thursday is a double header. Uh, so it starts at 6.05 tomorrow for Game 1, Gates at 5.30. You love the doubleheaders. You know you do. Yes, absolutely. I, I do love doubleheaders. Uh, two seven-inning games, you know, hopefully you, you, you zoom through Game 1 quickly, get to Game 2, and and just just knock them both out. Uh, I have no problem playing doubleheaders. I've heard a lot of players on this on our team say that they like doubleheaders as well. Uh, I you know I obviously don't want to play them back to back to back, but uh, every once in a while you got to play two. You got to play two. It's all it's all good. It's fourteen innings. You make it happen. David Kahn's our guest from the West Virginia. Pa- you know I'm surprised we hadn't got on the got off the rails yet. I, I don't know what's going. on. <laughs> this is like two weeks in a row. We really haven't got off the rails. I think maybe well, you I'm summoning it now. Talking about Survivor, so. Yeah, well, yeah, we can't talk about Survivor. I mean, you want to talk Game of Thrones, we can do that. Uh, we're not talking... Uh, yeah, we, I, 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 well, I, I wanted to not spoil it. If you want me to spoil it, we can actually discuss Game of Thrones. That's fine. You spoiled it last week. You didn't care. Did I? Okay, well... Yeah, you I did. Mean, you I mean, talk, we, we could talk hockey if you want to talk hockey. We could talk hockey. Did you watch any hockey? Uh, I watched actually a little bit. I, not, a, not a whole lot. I, I was... I was I was going through channels and I saw hockey and I was like, you know what? I think I was on the road and I was like, you know what? If I don't sit and watch a game for like five minutes, Paul's not going to be happy with me. That actually went through my head. So, so I did, I did, I honestly could not, I think it was the Stars, uh, I forget who they were playing. I know the Stars just got eliminated last night. Yeah, that was the Blues, Um, St. Louis and uh, Dallas. Okay, yeah, St. Louis and Dallas. Yeah, so I think it was the Stars and the Blues game that I watched for about five to ten minutes while I was going through channels and doing game notes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so I do, I do know that, uh, the, uh, Bruins are advancing to the next round. They, uh, they beat the Blue Jackets, right? Correct. Okay, and they're going to play the Hurricanes. Yes. Okay, so it's Bruins and Hurricanes, and then it's the Blues against the winner of, I'm going to have to Google this, it's San Jose and somebody else, I don't remember. Colorado. Okay, so San Jose and Colorado, they're playing game seven tonight? Yes, correct. Okay, all right, so they're playing game seven tonight, and the winner of that plays the Blues, and then it's the Bruins and the Hurricanes, and that's the two conference finals. Look at you, you actually did some homework. (laughs) 
So yeah, what, I, I try. <laughs> so five minutes. We're talking last night's game, right? Five minutes? No, no, no. It wasn't last. Okay, night. Okay, couple nights ago. I, I, I was gonna say last night went to double overtime. You should have stuck around. Yeah, for I that actually would have. I would have. I would have stayed and watched that if it was in double OT. That's very exciting. Um, but uh, I, I was. I honestly wasn't paying attention to whatever I was watching. I was just going through and stopping on channels, and seeing what was happening. And I saw hockey, and I was like, you know what? I, I should watch five minutes for Paul. So I watched five minutes for you. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, I really do. <laughs> Um, I mean, a lot of people come to you for your expert hockey analysis. No, they certainly don't. <laughs> they they come to me for my expert mini golf analysis. That's about it. Is that your material usually the mini golf and everything? Because um, I know baseball games get a little slow sometimes. Is that your yeah, so that your go to? I will uh, not my go to, but but when I'm in Lakewood, it's my go to because Lakewood has a mini golf course at the ballpark. Uh, it's a nine hole course, and you know about my love of mini golf. We've talked about this yes. before. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I we. <laughs> So I will literally discuss the holes in the mini golf course if we're getting blown out. And just so happens we got blown out 10 to nothing in the final game in Lakewood. So I was sitting by myself because my assistant was at home with bronchitis. And so so I was just sitting there talking about the nine holes on the mini golf course for the last four innings. We were getting we were getting everything handed to us. And I was like, well, we're down 10 nothing. Might as well just go off the rails. And I did for the last four innings. So it's, and, uh, it's partially you know, it's me. It's a lot you as far as the off the rails aspect of this segment. I think it's a, I think it's a combination of both. You kind of want it to happen a little bit. I let it happen. I think that's fair. I do let it. Yeah, happen. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I'll take the, I'll take blame for it. But I, but I think, I think it's, I, I don't think it's bad. I don't, I don't think we, we have, you know, bad off the rails conversations. I think it's interesting. Well, unless you haven't watched Game of Thrones and then you know you're totally clueless what we're doing, and then you just completely trashed Marvel's. Uh, um, Piece I didn't resistance. It. I just said that I liked a different Marvel movie better. Okay, all right. Did... And people, people agree with me on this. What people? What people? I literally asked people around the office today, and they were like, "Yeah, I agree." Are they are they agreeing with you? Or are they humoring you so you go away? What which one is it? Well, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> I mean, I would assume that it's that it's uh, they're actually agreeing with me, but I don't know. I have no way of knowing. Now the doubts in your mind, you don't know if yeah, they're just. Thanks. thanks, Paul. You're sitting there thinking, are they really my friends, or are they just wanting yeah, me to go that's away? What I'm wondering. Now that's what I'm going to wonder about during the game tonight. Thank you. <laughs> just as long as I you go five minutes talking about this conversation, that'll make me happy. Okay. David Kahn, our guest, West Virginia Power. He'll be back next week. Again, this is all material that should just go on a podcast for uh, for the people who want to listen to this. But no, you're on the road. We haven't been able to record that yet. I, I know. Yeah, I've been I've been on the road too much. Uh, we're uh, we, we still got we got to figure it out. You know, I think that we should we should we should debut it during the All Star game. Okay, you know we'll we'll record it at three a.m. so we can get it done. <laughs> There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, when, when we're both finally free. Exactly. David Connor, <laughs> guest, West Virginia Power. Don't forget, you can go to wvpower.com. You can actually listen to David. He doesn't charge. You can actually listen to him for free on the website. <laughs> Very true. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome. Appreciate it. David Connor, <laughs> guest, West Virginia Power, and avid Game of Thrones fan. Not so much on the uh, Marvel Endgame. Um, and that might be leading to his downfall next week on this show. I don't know. We'll continue on with today's edition of the show. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. One basketball note we'll be talking about more in the days to come on Twitter today. 
Devin Collins, six foot seven senior guard forward from Chapmanville. Announcing on Twitter, he's going to be attending Marshall University. He said in his tweet, he's going to thank. He wants to thank God, his family, and everyone else that helped him along the way. And of course, uh, today instead of um, having press releases, you know what happens? Everybody announces things on Twitter. So there you go, Marshall uh, picking up Devin Collins from Chapmanville, six foot seven senior, uh, good student according to uh, everything that I've, uh, I've researched on him and. Um, if you go to his uh, Twitter page, um, he's got a nice uh, picture of himself uh, towering over Dan D'Antoni. So uh, another pickup for Marshall Basketball. As I said, we'll touch on this a little bit more in the days to come. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a busy week ahead for you on the radio as the Pirates, even though they lose today, back at it tomorrow. So Pirates going on the road, and of course, everything's heating up. NBA's heating up, NHL's heating up. And uh, yesterday, if you wanted to to really see what excitement is, yesterday was your day. St. Louis Blues win Game 7. Patrick Maroon scored in double overtime for the Blues and St. Louis uh, there in the conference finals. Uh, you know, this is the third Game 7 to go into overtime this postseason. It's already the most in Stanley Cup playoff history. And you know what? We could get some more tonight because we got another Game 7 with the Sharks. But the Blues in this game, even though it went to double overtime, it looked like the Blues should have just blew Dallas away. They outshot the Stars 31-4 to in the second and third periods. It was the fewest shots on goal by any team in the second and third periods of a Game 7 in the expansion era. Expansion era. That is 1967-68 to present. That's the expansion era, and that's the fewest shots. So, exciting game tonight. I mean, it was fun, and I think this one's going to be more entertaining tonight because we've got the second Game 7 for the San Jose Sharks. First game seven, they beat the Golden Knights, and now it's the second time in franchise history that they're going to also be playing multiple game sevens in the postseason. The first time for them came in 1994. That was their first ever postseason. And there have been 12 teams in the post-expansion era who have opened the postseason with multiple games, game seven victories, that is. However, only one of those teams went on to win the Stanley Cup, and that was the 2014 L.A. Kings. They actually won Game 7 in each of their first three playoff series that year. So that's a number to keep an eye on. The Sharks also are hosting a Game 7 for the sixth time in franchise history. Uh, They're 4-1 in the previous five games. The only team with a better all-time home record in a Game 7 are the, wait for it, Carolina Hurricanes. They are 2-0. I am surprised I didn't get inside information on that previously. Maple Leafs and uh, Rangers are 7-1. In those Game 7s, uh, that is pretty solid. 2-0 and is very good, but 7-1, and really solid. And here's the thing. This might play in San Jose's favor. The Avalanche have lost all three road Game 7s since the franchise moved from Quebec in 1995, and four straight overall. But it's their first road Game 7 since the 2002 Western Conference Finals when they lost 7 to nothing. Against the Red Wings. Can you believe that? So hockey action tonight. Of course, you can catch that over on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. We will break down what happened in the NBA last night when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Welcome back to the Wednesday, May 8th edition. Your drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Hold true great taste. Only 96 calories. The original light beer. Don't forget, if you missed any part of the show today, all you have to do is go to the podcast and grab it. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. You can go to TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast is where we are. So if you missed any part of the show or you can't listen live, we got you covered. Always check out the podcast. And if you subscribe, it'll come right to your phone or your device. So make it even easier for you to catch the show. So we mentioned NBA action. Of course, NBA playoffs tonight, Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, That game is probably going to be the uh, swan song for the Celtics this year. And then the Houston Rockets taking on the Golden State Warriors. 10 o'clock is uh, when you want to start tuning into that. 10.30, I think, is tip for that. I'm interested in that one. That's the one I'm interested in. And it's obvious because it's Golden State and it's Houston. That's it. That's the reason why. That's the only reason why I'm actually interested in that. Because, of course, Mike D'Antoni and the Houston Rockets, and I'm pulling for them. So I'm interested in that series to see where it goes. And then you get the Golden State Warriors, the uh, the big kid on the block. And if you knock them off, then you've got, I think, a clear shot maybe to the NBA championship. If you're Houston, you knock off Golden State, I think the door is open. you got a legitimate shot at this thing. Of course, Boston, a lot of people thought they had a legitimate shot at this thing. Instead, they've kind of fallen uh, by the wayside. I will say this, though. If Boston could win, it would be interesting. They would make it a lot more interesting if they could actually pull it off, get a few games. I don't see it happening, but I would actually be more interested in a Boston comeback. I mean, we've got a pivotal Game 5 coming up tonight with, with the Rockets and the Warriors. That's huge. And for the fifth time under Steve Kerr, the Warriors are tied or trailing after four games of a playoff series. And Golden State has won each of the previous four series. Imagine that. They've been in this position before. And so after Game 4, Steve Kerr, he mentions that the Warriors were going too fast on offense, leading to poor shots. I've seen that offense before. And Golden State shot 3 of 20 on three-pointers with more than 12 seconds remaining on the shot clock. Again, I've kind of seen that offense before. And when it's not working, it's not working. That is the worst percentage in a single playoff game under Kerr uh, since 2015. And, you know, here's the funny thing. The three worst games that the Warriors have played have all come against the Rockets. So that's interesting. So either they're a little anxious or the Rockets are doing something right here. So I'm interested to see where this one goes. This one's a big one. You win this one, you've got the you've got the ability just to finish the other team off. So that's what's coming up to that. That's probably the game if you're really into basketball. If you're an NBA fan, you're going to watch. But if you're an NBA fan, that's the one you really circle. And, of course, you got the Celtics and the Bucks, And, really, that's an elimination game. If the Bucks can finish off the Celtics, think of it this way. Uh, there's going to be some upheaval, I think, with the Celtics. So the Bucks right now, 3-1 lead. And since seeding began in 1984, I don't know if you knew this, top seeds are 58-1 when leading 3-1 in a best-of-seven series. 41 of the previous 59 also closed out the series in five games. The only series loss uh, was by the Warriors in the 2016 NBA Finals. And here's the thing. This would be a big deal. It would be crazy if the Celtics lose. They're trying to avoid losing four straight games after starting the playoffs 5-0. Boston was the 46th team in NBA history to start a postseason 5-0 
None of the previous 45 lost their next four games. And the Bucks. well, here's the big deal there. Even though I'm not interested in this series, and I'm going to be up front with you, I'm not really feeling this series. The Bucks can do something tonight that's pretty special for them. They're looking for their first conference finals appearance since 2001. Only five teams have longer active droughts. You know who those teams are? You've got the Clippers, who have never been to the finals. The Wizards, 1979. You've got the Hornets, who have never been to the finals. The Knicks, they have been there, oh, say, in 2000. And the Trailblazers, uh, the Trailblazers in 2000 as well. So that's the list. Here's the list, really. If you the longest active droughts, as I mentioned, the Clippers, Wizards, Hornets, Knicks, Trailblazers, then, and you've got the Bucks, you've got the 76ers, you've got the Kings, and you've got the Pelicans all on that list. That's crazy. I would have thought the 76ers at least would have been a little closer. I know it's kind of hard to say in the East, but the Clippers I get, the Wizards I get, the Hornets I completely get. Uh, of course, I understand the Knicks totally. So, yeah, these these make sense to me because right now the Clippers, I think the Clippers have got the best shot of breaking this drought here of these teams. The Clippers get a better shot than the Wizards. The Clippers got a better shot than the Hornets, I think, and the Knicks and the Trailblazers. The Bucks, though, will probably beat them to it. And I think the Clippers have got a better chance than the 76ers and the Kings and the, pa- the Pelicans. That's the thing. Uh, of these teams, Clippers are the team that I would – that's the future team maybe. I know we've heard this before, but right now it's not the Lakers. Things are not happening for the Lakers. Can you imagine – that you would one day wake up in a world where the L.A. Clippers were more relevant in basketball than the L.A. Lakers. And again, it's the LeBron factor. The Lakers went for splashy. They went for LeBron instead of maybe building. Hey, I'm Magic Johnson. I'm going to bring in all the big free agents. I'm going to bring in LeBron James. And LeBron wanted to go to L.A. because LeBron wants to start LeBron Company, whatever that is. He's already got so many companies and so many production projects and you know good on him but that's what he wanted to do he wanted to go to LA and transition I mean yeah he wants to win too but he wanted to go to LA and get ready for the next phase of LeBron's career and I don't blame him for that totally but from a basketball standpoint you can do that after you're done right win a couple more titles I think the basketball brand's not hurt at all by the Lakers and he's got some cover he really does with Magic Johnson not being there he's got cover Look at this organization. Look what I got myself into here. No wonder I couldn't get to the playoffs. And I think he should have just maybe stayed in the East. He already was going out West, but I mean, you make enough money, you could commute back and forth. But look at the Lakers. The Clippers are more basketball relevant. Now, of course, the Lakers have got the star power there, but the Clippers are more basketball relevant right now than the Lakers. And if I'm a free agent, do I go play with Braun? And I don't know if I could answer that question. If I was a free agent, do I go play with LeBron James? Because I'm not necessarily going to be the guy. I'm going in a situation where it's LeBron and friends. And that's basically how it's always been. And you've got to, as the Lakers, build a team around LeBron. You, you threw LeBron in and said, here you go. Here's our team. we got LeBron. And no, that's not how it works. Just ask LeBron. you got to build a team around what you have. And so Lakers haven't done that. The Clippers have. And now the Clippers are more basketball relevant than the Lakers. And that kills me to say because I grew up as a Laker fan. That was my team. I know. it's, it's They were winning. I was a kid. And so the only thing I ever saw and knew was L.A. You know, Magic Johnson, Kurt Rambis, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy. Those guys were 
were key in my sports fandom. I used to be a huge NBA fan. I mean, really. I mean, I probably liked the NBA almost as much as I, I like hockey, but I don't know what happened. And Braun's not helping my love of the Lakers in L.A. Man, I miss Kobe. Bring Kobe back. Can we get Kobe back? That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thanks for tuning in. Again, if you missed any part of the program, you can always go back and catch it on the podcast. Apple Podcasts, get your radio, tune in. We're on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you can get our show as well. I want to thank David Kahn for coming on the program today from the West Virginia Power. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Enjoy the rest of your evening, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.